This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, OPM has decided that with everything going on, the presidential rank awards are canceled this year. Social Security's coronavirus response, or lack thereof, has many employees wondering. And we learn how some NARA employees have been keeping busy during the pandemic. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Presidential Rank Awards are canceled this year. The Office of Personnel Management says it will recommend canceling the awards and associated cash bonuses to the White House. OPM cited the ongoing pandemic and the government's reopening and recovery efforts as the reason for the cancellation. It will continue to accept this year's candidates for the next award cycle. The PRAs are considered the highest honor for career senior executives. Distinguished rank awards go to the top 1% of senior executives and meritorious rank awards to the top 5%. The Obama administration last suspended cash bonuses for the PRAs back in 2013. While some agencies are making plans to bring employees back to the office, one agency is still relative one agency is still relatively quiet. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco explains. Field and local offices at the Social Security Administration are still closed to the public and most employees. SSA hasn't indicated when it may ask large groups of employees to return to their offices. Small numbers of SSA managers and employees are handling in-person requests on a case-by-case basis. SSA employee unions say they've heard little about the agency's reopening plans. They're optimistic employees are continuing to telework for now, but they're also concerned about what they don't know about the agency's plans. SSA was one of several agencies to make cuts to its telework program before the pandemic began. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Don't expect a quick response from the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Ombudsman during the possible upcoming furlough. The USCIS Ombudsman says it will continue to accept requests for help with agency services during the furlough, but it will have limited capacity to respond. Response times from USCIS offices will all vary during the furlough. The Ombudsman says furloughs will also prevent it from reviewing and recommending solutions to systematic problems with immigration benefits. Furloughs are supposed to begin August 3rd for some 13,000 USCIS employees unless Congress comes through with emergency funding. National Archives and Record Administration employees have spent the pandemic making black history records more accessible to the public. Employees have tagged more than 5,000 records on black history during the pandemic, making them easier to search for online. Many teleworking employees have worked on this project to make up for tasks they can't complete with federal facilities closed. Some of those include records of Martin Luther King Jr. and Congressman John Lewis. House Democrats call on the Commerce Department to remove two political hires from the Census Bureau. Federal News Network story Heckman has more. Lawmakers tell Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to justify or remove two new political appointees at the Census Bureau. Nathaniel Cogley serves as the deputy director for policy, and Adam Korzanewski is his senior advisor. House lawmakers say these positions expand the influence of political leadership at the Bureau. Earlier this month, the Commerce Inspector General asked the agency for descriptions on the new positions as well as qualifications for the new office holders. 
Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Current U.S. Chief Technology Officer Michael Kratzios will serve as Acting Defense Undersecretary for Research and Engineering. Kratzios takes over for Michael Griffin, who left his post last week. As U.S. CTO, Kratzios launched the COVID-19 High Performance Computing Consortium. He also stood up the National Quantum Coordination Office. Mark Lewis will serve as the Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering. He takes over for Lisa Porter, who left with Griffin. While the defense industrial base is moving again, that doesn't mean everything is back on track. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. Almost all of the defense companies that closed down due to coronavirus are now reopened. However, the Defense Department is concerned about what effects a second wave might have on the supply chain and the services offered by contractors. Assistant Defense Secretary for Acquisition Kevin Fahey says industry has learned to operate under a new normal by cleaning more and using protective equipment. Things could close up again, and Fahey says DOD is watching it closely. Some Operations like weapons testing, though, still have not ramped back up. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Government Accountability Office rejects a protest of a solicitation because it is using lowest price technically acceptable, or LPTA. GAO says the Defense Information Systems Agency met the statutory and regulatory interpretation for using the LPTA approach as the evaluation criteria for a task order under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, program. GAO says the pre-award protest by Verizon was more of a disagreement of the agency's rationale than a violation of policy or law. Adoption of cloud email is at an all-time high across government. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Departments of Labor and State become the latest agencies to reach the long-standing goal of getting at least 95% of all email boxes in the cloud. Updated metrics under the President's management agenda show the two agencies are among the 15 that have met the milestone. Overall, 81% of all federal email boxes are in the cloud, up from 79% the quarter before. Eight agencies still haven't reached the 95% mark, with the two biggest laggards being Treasury coming in at 4% and OPM at 31%. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the website for the Thrift Savings Plan has a new look. The TSP says the new version of its website should make it easier for participants to find the resources they need. TSP participants helped with user testing and interviews. A beta version of the new TSP site launched back in February. Participants made over 1,500 comments about the new site. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 